You're listening to Inspirational Perspective with Linnell Harris. Inspirational Perspective is all about murdering mediocrity and living the best life possible. Are you living the best life possible? You can subscribe to the Inspirational Perspective blog at www.inspirationalperspective.com. Follow Linnell on social media. Go to Facebook and like the Facebook page, Inspirational Perspective. You can also follow Linnell on Twitter and Instagram at the handle Linnell Harris. In this recording, Linnell interviews KS, author of 35 and single, Could It Be You? In this interview, Linnell and KS explore the reasons why some women are still single. Let's join the conversation. Tonight's topic, 35 and single, Could It Be You? And you know... I was 35 and single, but I, I guess that's probably not to me. It's to the ladies more. So I was 35 and single on purpose. <laughs> um, now, I know that some of my regular listeners listeners are trying to figure out, okay, Linnell, you know, we'll, are you switching things up here? You know, what's with the relationships? And I have to tell you that often we talk about things from success to, you know, the mental battleground. I can go on and on. And I don't really, I haven't in the past spent a lot of time on relationships. And I thought no better time than when I'm making a huge relationship transition myself to spend some time on this. Now, a few of the reasons why Kay is in the studio tonight. One is we've known each other for quite a while. About how long? Uh, Four years. About four years. And as long as I've known her, she's been an author. And about when was it you interviewed me for the book? About a year and a half ago. About a year and a half ago. About a year and a half ago, she came, Kay came to me and said, Linnell, I'm working on this book and I would like to get a man's perspective and other men's men's perspectives on why you all don't take certain women seriously. And I thought, wow, okay. So I sat down with probably for like an hour and a half to almost Mm -hmm. two hours, sat down with Kay and shared, poured out my heart for, uh, in my opinions, for why I hadn't taken certain women seriously in the past. And that's really what this show was about. It's funny, before we got on air, Kay and I were talking and I told her she had a coach's spirit. She kind of looked at me like, what? (laughs) But she does because I had the opportunity to read the book, 35 and Single, Could It Be You? And the first thing I thought is, wow, there's so many nuggets, so many wonderful nuggets in the book. And my goal as a coach is to help myself and others live the best life possible. And all I could think about, even before I reached out to you to have you on the show, when you told me the book was being published and as it being published, to, I think, today. as of today. today yeah. Yes. So it's so in, in a moment, she's going to tell you guys how to get out and get it. But the only thing I could think about is there are people who need to hear what you've written. And there are women who need to hear the perspective of the men that you interview. And what a wonderful way to do that than by this medium. So thank you for being here. You're very welcome. (laughs) All right. So I definitely have some questions for you. But before I do that, I just want to make sure I I establish your credibility first. So K.S. is an author. She's also a poet, a very good poet. I've read some of her stuff and the founder of the Worthy Experience Movement, 
She is quickly emerging as someone to know in the world of self-publishing, which this is your second second self-published book, right? Yes, correct. Okay. And uh, using her personal moments of brokenness in her writing, KS hopes that the road to rebuild, rebuilding herself and her esteem will encourage others to do the same. And her first published novelette, Caged, KS tackled abuse. And with her second release, 35 and Single, K speaks to traits in women that some men may consider deal breakers. So really excited to have you on. We definitely I do want to hear a little bit a little bit about caged if we have some time. But really, we're here to talk about 35 and single. So my first question for you is what inspired you to write this book? What inspired me to write this book was I'm just a woman that's been through a lot of broken relationships. Um, I found myself giving a lot of years to things that didn't deserve so many years. And when you say things, what do you mean? Relationships. I went from a three-year relationship to a four-year relationship, then to a five-year relationship. So that's 12 years of my life that I can't give back. (laughs) And because society has us believe that at 30, 35, you should be married, have a home, career. Single at 35 is just, you begin to get nervous, like time is running out. So um, at 35, I was still in one of those relationships, but I started to look at myself and say, okay, I'm having the same outcome. So what is it that I can do different? And that's what made me want to ask men, is there something that women can do differently so that they don't have the same outcome? Because if you continue to have the same outcome, you may have to look at yourself. It may not be the other people. You're attracting what you're putting out. So that's what made me want to write the book. I was 35. I was still going through heartache and a really bad relationship. And I just knew that at the end of the day, I want to be married, but I want to be prepared to be married. So I wanted to get some answers to why I may still be single and it turned into something bigger. All right. So you said something that struck me. Twelve years. So a three year relationship, a four year relationship and then a five year relationship. Mm -hmm. I know there are. A lot of people listening who can like that resonate. They're like, whoa, okay, that's me. So what I'm hearing you say is that really this book is your work to figure out what you were doing wrong. Not necessarily to tell other women what they're doing wrong, but for UK to say, what am I doing wrong here? And shift it. Correct. I mean, I had to start looking at myself because it was the same outcome. I was ending up with the same type of people where I was building them instead of being built. And as women, we want to be led, but I was turning into the leader in the relationships. And once I became the leader, I got cheated on every time. So at some point I had to look at myself and say, what's the problem? But I didn't just find my character trait when I was interviewing um, these men. I found other character traits and I saw those and friends around me that are 35 and single so I was Mm. like man this is the truth this could be why we're kind of stuck in this place where we don't we don't look at ourselves and recognize our flaws a lot of times we think oh I'm dope like I'm really all together I have my own I have a career I'm doing well what's the problem but we don't look at our character traits and that's what I want women to get out of the book and that ladies and gentlemen is why it's okay she has a coach's spirit. And let me further explain. Because self-reflection, like looking inward, is definitely the quality of a good coach. 
because like take me Linnell has to look inward first to help myself before I can help anybody else and so I love that I love the <laughs> fact that you're saying I had to look inward to really figure out what was going on with me so I could figure out what was going on with these others right, right. these men right because right? most of us would say okay it's the dudes I'm fine everything's cool you know <laughs> and move on to the next one and do the same thing all over again. So I love that where you're saying, yeah, I didn't want to do the same thing all over again. So let me take a look at me. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, 35 and single, it sounds to me, I don't want to assume, but it sounds to me that the significance of the title really has everything to do with your own life and where you are. I can remember when I turned 35, it was like, okay. And I'm like, I'm a guy, right? So I don't have a biological clock ticking. I used to, basically play with my mom and my grandmother, any woman, aunts, all of them, when they would say, Linnell, you're getting older, you got to get married. I'd be like, man, I'm 35. I got another 30 years to make children, <laughs> right? I mean, because men, that's, that's how it is for us, right? But with a woman, it's different. So explain that. Like 35, like what's happening? What's significant about that? Again, I think society has made it to where we feel we have to be at a certain place at a certain age. I'm not necessarily saying if you're 35, you're single, you're doomed. No. Um, but women have certain things that change in their life at 35. At that point, having children becomes different. You're at a different stage in your career where everyone around you may be married and now you're coming to the social event alone. It's your surroundings that make you feel the pressure of wanting to be married and in a relationship and I think when you go through so many failures before you just kind of get stuck and you start to feel like there's not a lot of good men out here however <laughs> they feel the same about us unfortunately when I was doing my interviews a lot of them said we don't have a lot of pickings either mm. so I found that very interesting um so it's just a little bit I think society and your surroundings put pressure on you the older you get that this is a certain way that you have to live. Some women may not want that and that's okay, but a lot of women do. Got it. Got it. And, and you know, I I, I can see that. Uh, at least in my own experience dating, you know, once you you're dating a woman who's a bit more mature, there's a more of a sense of urgency mm -hmm. around hey, what's happening here? So I get that. All right, so let's talk about the book. I don't want to give anything away. I read it in one sitting. I was straight through. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is, this is good. I, and you guys know me. I don't, I don't bring people on the air. And I get books. People send me books all the time. I read them. Some I make it all the way through. Some I'm like, ah, I can't do it. <laughs> but with yours, I read it straight through. And what I loved about it is how you sectioned it off. And what she did in the book is basically broke down descriptors of different women and then basically talked about them. So let's go through a few. I don't want to give the book away. Okay. But you called out a few different type of women. Uh, two that stuck out with me was the overachiever mm -hmm. and the doubter. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about maybe the overachiever first. So the overachiever is that woman that is at the height of her career. She has everything. She can pretty much take care of herself. She can be like the guy. 
However, um, she doesn't know how to let go of that control in her relationships. So that carries over. She doesn't know how to be submissive to her man or just listen. And I think that the overachiever, she's just a little bit too strong. I don't think men want a woman that's weak, but at the same time, they want to be able to lead that woman. They want to feel like the man. And the overachiever, in some instances, can take that away from the relationship because they're so used to being in control. Um, and that's what I speak about in the book, just someone that's at the top of their game. And they feel like, I don't really need a man, so I'm going to do what I want to do and say what I want to say. But at the same time, she needs to learn. I'm not going to say she needs to learn. Let me take that back. She should understand that as a woman in a relationship, you have to let the man lead at some point. And, and, and let me stick this in because, again, Kay, for your book, you interviewed, how many men did you interview? I interviewed eight. Eight men. Mm-hmm. So when you're speaking these words, uh, because, you know, you're internalizing them and you're saying, you know, this is what I'm saying. But I think it's important for the audience to understand that you're embodying the advice and the words that you receive from eight men. Yes. So this is not all K saying this is what's up. (laughs) This is what's going on. This is also eight different men, one of which were me. And the cool thing about the book is she basically changed everybody's name. She was real. Sweet and nice. <laughs> so you won't see Linnell. Linnell Harris said X, Y, and Z. Now, she disclosed to me who I was in the book. <laughs> I'll let you all try to figure that out. But when I was reading it, I loved it, right? Because, you know, she would share an excerpt of, you know, so this is what you get with the overachieving woman. This is what happens. Here are the mistakes she makes. And then, boom, right behind it would be a quote from one of the men. Mm-hmm. So it's not just, you know, Kay saying, I got the gospel. I know what's going on. But having spoke to eight men, and by the way, ladies, not just eight regular dudes. Maybe talk a little bit about who these men were. So I tried to choose men that we seek, like VPs, regional directors, entrepreneur, blue-collar workers, the type of men you, the man that you say you want. Those are the guys that I interviewed, and just I kind of combined everything that they said and told a story about each trait and then came behind it with their perspective and even gave advice to how you can change this trait. So I definitely chose a certain group, the type that we, we say we want is for a husband. Those are the type I interviewed. Got it. Got it. All right. So let's talk a little bit about the doubter. So in, well, first, before we go to the doubter, you know, I remember some of the questions you asked me about the overachiever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, back when I was single, I'm married now, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> but back when I was single, I dated, you know, women who I felt fell into this area. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, one of the main turnoffs were that I felt like we were competing. And I, I don't know that I said that in the book. As a matter of fact, I didn't. I know you had a lot of feedback. You couldn't put you couldn't necessarily write everything. But I felt like we were competing and I wanted a teammate and a partner, not somebody who was like, I'm going to get promoted before you do. Like, man, that's awesome. If you get promoted before (laughs) I do, we both win. I mean, that's how I kind (laughs) of thought about it. Right. But then after a while, I'm like, wait a second. She's not happy. I got promoted. Like, It's not just that I got promoted before her. She's just not happy because then there's a she's looking like, well, (laughs) man. I'm not coming up. You coming up like. And so I thought that was interesting. And, and a number of other, you know, uh, relationships that kind of leaned in that direction. 
But the overachiever is an interesting type of woman. And I would challenge anyone who's listening as she goes through these categories to really, you know, where are you? Where are you? One of the questions I have for Kay later is what which category does she fall into? And we only covered two so far, but we'll cover some more. <laughs> but I want to know. So you be thinking about that. But which category did you fall into? But real quick, let's talk about the doubter. And then we got we have a few callers. OK, um, so the doubter, hmm. the doubter is the woman that you can tell her I'm going to the store. She'll time you. <laughs> She's going to see how far the story is, when you should be back. She just doesn't believe anything you say. And a lot of times the doubter is born through terrible relationships. Like she just she's been broken so much that she just cannot trust. And I found that a lot of men found this as a huge turnoff. This is one that they were like, no way. There's no way I would deal with this type of woman, period. I may, <laughs> I may go out with her for a second, but I'm done. So um, I think that for the doubter, the main thing is just letting go of baggage. The doubter comes with a lot of baggage. She has not let go of things that happened to her in her past. And that is keeping her from moving on from being a doubter and, gain, and be, having the ability to trust again. And um, I just... I kind of saw myself in that one, but I'll wait till we get to the other character trait that I really am. But when you've been hurt so much, sometimes that hurt carries from one relationship to the next. And you have to realize that everyone is different. And that's where the doubter falls short. Got it. Got it. I'll tell you. So I would not date a doubter, (laughs) you know, not long term. I've gone out with doubters. But as soon as I see the doubt, I'm out. (laughs) I'm serious. That's how it went. I can remember going out on a date, and if I say something to you and you come back like, whatever, you probably got so-and-so-and-so-and-so and and that going on in your phone. I'm like, ooh, okay. All right. I already see where this is going. (laughs) You know, if you don't believe me with a clean slate, like we got a clean slate. This is the first date. If you don't believe me with a clean slate, you're not going to believe me. And so it's, you know, have a nice life. (laughs) Have a nice life. Doubter. But before we get into the other categories, we have a phone call. We got Eric from the South Side. Eric, how are you? Good and yourself. I'm well, man. I'm well. Okay. Love your book. Love your perspective on women, and it's not always from a biased point of view. Um, I appreciate the fact that you care what men seem to think about relationships and dating. But my question for you is, being an independent woman who has going through a heartache and doubt when you come across a successful man and sometimes your schedules don't always match how do you seem to stay entertained or stay focused on that person hmm it's about compromise i mean in any relationship you have to have compromise and that's where coming into knowing yourself and being prepared that's where that comes into play for me if you're prepared and you expect a successful man you have to be prepared for a busy man and you have to be willing to make the time when you can make the time but if you're not prepared to do that then you will continue to fall into other things based off of your past experience so it's just about being prepared to be in a relationship like that and knowing what you want if that's something you want You'll be willing to work towards it. Nice. Oh, okay. Appreciate that. Kind of what I was thinking the same. I'm currently, you know, I guess I can say I'm dating someone, and it seems to be going well. I just sometimes our schedules clash, and I just didn't want that to be an issue because I work overnights. 
I don't think it'll be an issue as long as you both are willing to compromise and that person is ready to receive what you're able to give. I think that it'll be fine. Gotcha. Understood. Um, I'm definitely going to grab a copy of your book also, okay? Thank you. No problem. Thank you. You all have a nice evening. All right, Eric. Thanks for the question, brother. All right, great question. And I think that's probably a great segue into where people can get the book. So Eric wants to grab a copy of the book. Where can he go to grab a copy of the book? And where might you be tomorrow? Okay, you can grab a copy of my book on Amazon. And tomorrow I am having a book signing at Studio 415 in Oak Park. It starts at 4 p.m. I can give the exact address before the end of this show, but it's called Studio 415 in Oak Park. All right. So that is where you saw Amazon to get the books, Studio 415 tomorrow to meet KS. Yes. And if I'm not mistaken, it's not just a book signing. No, I'm actually launching the Worthy Experience, which is a movement to help in getting back to your self-worth. So the purpose of the Worthy Experience is to rebuild, support, acknowledge, prepare, and share. So it's just building yourself back up to self-worth. I find that a lot of people don't feel confident within themselves or they don't feel worthy or worthy to be loved. And we all are worthy. We all are worthy to be loved. And sometimes our experiences break us, but the Worthy Experience will rebuild that for you and will support along the way. And then it's acknowledging your worth. And once you acknowledge your worth, then you can prepare to be with someone that's worthy of having you, not just you worthy of having them. And then share your experience and how, how you move forward from feeling worthless to worthy. You know, I, I so, Kay, one of the reasons I invited you on the show is I love the work you're doing. And, and so for those of you, like we said, we've known each other for a while now. You embody, to me, the spirit of a woman who is constantly looking to transform herself. So, all right, I see that I'm struggling with my confidence. How can I be more confident? And then once you figure it out, you just don't say, well, I'm more confident and I'm, I'm all right. But how can I figure out how to empower other women to be more confident? That's that is that's the amazing part about who you are. So thanks for being that. Thank you. Thanks for being that. Thank you. All right. So let's keep talking about the book. So there are a few other areas that I you know that, that you talk about in the book or categories that you put different women in. And I'm just going to I'm going to pick I'm not going to hit all of them, but let's pick the drama queen. Let's talk about the drama queen real yes, quick. The drama queen. The trauma queen is someone that's always craving attention. So I tell the story of a woman. I'll just kind of give this one away. So in the book, I tell the story of a woman that's dating someone and she calls the guy. and He doesn't answer his phone and she calls again and he doesn't answer. She texts and he doesn't answer. And what she's so angry. And again, it's, it, all of these character traits are built from past hurt that she goes to his home, yells and screams, rings the bell act completely insane just because he didn't answer his phone only to find that his mother was sick. Mm. And that's why he wasn't able to respond to her. And because the drama queen 
goes from zero to a hundred, I guess you can say, real quick. Real quick. Like um, yeah. She she kind of hurts herself in that sense because if this is how you're acting and we're just dating, how can we go move from dating to a relationship or from a relationship to marriage? And this is how you're responding in situations that doesn't require that type of response. So that's kind of how I characterize the drama queen in the book. And again, that's another one. That's actually another high one that men were like, no way, I'm out. I'm not going to deal with that first sign of drama. I'm done. Especially the type of man that women today say they want to be in a relationship with. So, Got it. I'll tell you, as a professional myself, when I was single, I was still so far away from a drama queen. I, I mean, because I can't have drama. You can't go zero to 100 outside my job. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be like, I don't know who that is. Security, please take her away. <laughs> I mean, that's just not, you know, uh-uh. no, you can't go zero to 60, <laughs> let alone zero to 100. Um, so I, I really enjoy uh, what you shared about the drama queen. Everything that I saw, the quotes from the men, I would say were point on to what I would think. And it's, it's interesting because we can sit here and laugh about this. But there are drama queens out there who are listening, who might be like, yeah, I know somebody like that. She go too hard. Like, okay, wait a second. I love how you started where you said you wanted to do self-reflection, like really look at for you what was inhibiting your ability to be in a long-term relationship or a relationship where a man would consider marriage and really getting underneath that. So I'll say, you know, we might be in a studio, you know, cracking jokes, things like that, but this is really an opportunity for all of us, even men, to just step back and let's take a look at how we do relationships, how we do it, because we can sit up and talk about it and laugh about it, but this is real life. And that's what's compelling about the book is that it is real life with some real life examples. Yes. So that's the drama queen. So <laughs> let's let's talk about the fun girl. And, and yeah, let's talk about the fun girl, because this one, I think a lot of people or a lot of women probably fall into without even knowing. Mm-hmm. And they don't know that a fun girl, the guys know it. Like, we know it, mm-hmm. but we don't go and say, hey, you're the fun. We might say you're fun, <laughs> but we don't say you're the fun girl. Right. So what does that mean when you say the fun girl? Who's the fun girl? This one I found really interesting because I know some people like this. And, um, wow, I, I found it interesting because the fun girl actually thinks she's winning. And the reason I say that is because she will be around the friends. She may even meet a family member or hang out and watch the game with everyone or at the barbecue. She's that girl. But she always wants to be on the scene. She craves attention. She so wait, needs so, so wait a second. So the fun girl is actually met mama sometimes. Sometimes. From what I understand, from some of the interviews I did, yeah, she may even meet the mom. But he's already made up in his mind that you're in that category based on how you have presented yourself. So the guys are they they laughing again on the other <laughs> side of the glass. Uh and, and Greg, I guess Greg, you get that, huh? The fun he understands the fun girl. Let me let me say this about the fun girl. And this is why I brought the mom. Because the fun girl is cool to be with. She's the buddy. Yeah, she's a lot of fun. She's a whole lot of fun. And she's the buddy. Mm-hmm. She's the buddy. 
but not just a buddy. One of the things you talk about in the book is friends with benefits in some mm-hmm. ways, right? Yes. So she's she's not just a buddy, but she's a friend with benefits. And you said she thinks she's winning. Why does she think she's winning outside of just family? She feels like she's meeting his needs because she'll cook, she'll clean. She's going to be the type to give you what you need, but she still craves the scene. She still wants that attention. And from what I gather from the guys is they don't want to settle down with someone. And when they're settled and it's about the two of them, they still need to be out. I remember we used to go out. I remember we used to go to the club. Well, you have, we're together. We're doing things together. Why do you still need that? I'm going out with my girls Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You know, they don't really want that because what are you seeking out there? So um, I found that the fun girl can be fun, but you have to know how to reel it in a little bit. And ladies, let me tell you this. Just because you're in a relationship with a guy, you could be in a committed relationship with the guy. I can recall a long, long time ago (laughs) (laughs) being in a relationship with someone who fit this bill and going out, coming back to my place drunk. That's not cool. Like, and I might be cool with it in that moment. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, oh, how did you get here? I, I drove. Well, why did you drive? Like, so. I'm automatically assessing the situation like, okay, one, you're irresponsible. Two, you drink too much and you're irresponsible. Three, do I want to marry a woman that is irresponsible and possibly drinks too much to the point where you barely got on my porch? Yeah. Now, I might bring you in and take care of you and nurse you back to sobriety. Mm-hmm. But there's something implanted on my brain now where I'm like, Mm-mm. ah, and I'm not talking about, you know, one time out with your girls and, you know, I'm talking about like, this is all right. You did this last week and now you're doing it again this week. Okay. And it's not grounds for a breakup. But one of the things that women should know about how men think, like how we think is we log things and we're like, okay, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. And these are the kind of conversations we have with our friends. You and I have had these conversations where you, Linnell, are you going to marry her? Nope. Yeah. Why not? Because she irresponsible, right? I mean, this same conversation, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So it's important to know, ladies, that just because a man is not reprimanding or saying something's wrong in the moment. Don't think that, especially if he's a successful man, Mm -hmm. that he's not saying to himself, yeah, this might not work. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, as men, we're not always responsible and thoughtful enough to say, hey, you know, the last three weeks you've gone out and gotten drunk and that's really damaged your chances with me in regards to being my wife. And I think you should know that. That's not going to (laughs) happen. It's not going to happen, no. right? We, we don't have conversations <laughs> like that. That's a flaw in men. Maybe there should be a book about that. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't do that. We just don't. And part of it is because we don't want the confrontation and we want to stay comfortable. Yeah, unfortunately, I think that um, I kind of feel sorry for the fun girl only because she really does not see herself as just the fun girl. She really thinks that this is the way she should be to capture that man 
And in some cases, the fun girl may not even be completely being herself. She may be trying to be the fun girl, thinking that that's going to reel the guy in. And I don't know. I think she that this is a chapter that a lot of women should really probably look at if they feel like they may fall in their category. I think they can find some useful advice on how they can possibly change that in that chapter. Nice. Now, I have here a writing question that I think is right on time. And the question is, does the book include tips, quizzes on how to overcome being that girl? And I would say it's probably not just for the fun girl, but maybe for any of these girls, right? The overachiever, the doubter. Mm-hmm. I think the next one we're going to talk about is the analyst. Yeah. So um, that's actually the format of the book. So I, I try to tell a story that will give you an idea of what that trait embodies. By telling the story, you're kind of really getting an idea of how men see this character trait followed by the male perspective, what they think about the trait, and then that is followed by male advice on how you can possibly change. And what you will find interesting is the advice stays consistent throughout the book. If you read the entire book, you'll find that there's one trait that stays consistent in their advice that a woman should embody that will help her get over all the other traits that are kind of negative. So I found that very interesting that we think there's some big answer. It's going to be a list of things. And all the men said the same thing about this one thing that can help them change um, the negative traits. And I thought that was interesting. You know, I recall in the book, you said a number of times that, the men you interviewed said, we are not that complex. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't help but smile as I, as I was reading. I mean, so Pam, I, you know, Pam and I married. And I'm not that complex. I mean, I'm fairly, guys, we're fairly straightforward and simple for the most part. Yeah. You know, now what makes us complex is we don't communicate everything we're thinking. But as a woman, if a woman is really willing to sit down and be with the man and let him talk. And that's the key, ladies. <laughs> that is the key. Do not ask a question. And as soon as you get the answer, be like, well, 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 the reason that is is because <laughs> of this, this, and this. And if you hadn't done this, then I wouldn't have. Then, that guy's going, he's done. He is not. I, why would I say something after that? Like, right. I got baited and hooked. And as soon as I opened up, you basically reeled me in. Next time you ask, well, honey, what's going on? Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you experienced that, right? Yes. Nothing. But I I think that it's hard for us not to lead with question after question because you guys are so complex and it's hard to get you to talk. That once we get you to start talking, we want more. Yeah. So I don't know if there will ever be And that's what I'm saying. You say in the book, we're not that complex. Mm -hmm. Like we as men. Now, now you don't say it, but the men say we are not that complex. Yes, they do. All of them. Yeah, we're not. And I do believe that there might be an opportunity for women to really listen to us guys. You know, the other thing you said about the fun girl, you talked about how she dresses. I did. So before we get into the analyst, just give us 30 seconds on how the fun girl dresses. Hmm, just a little bit revealing. I mean, I think if you want to. A little to, bit? Yeah, if you want to know what the fun girl looks like, check Instagram. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> no, I'm just. I'm no, just no, you, you serious. <laughs> you serious. Ooh. The Instagram models might be the fun girl. <laughs> wow. Okay. okay let's, let's, let's go to the I'm analyst on that one. No, you're not. No, you're not. Look, let me tell you something. If you say it and you believe it, 
then stick with it. All right. Believe that's, you know, my <laughs> listeners will tell you, I say what I believe and I stick with it. Okay. Well, that's what I mean. <laughs> now, I might agitate them by going, ooh, but I'm with you on it. <laughs> believe me. I, it, I, I've, I've, I've searched for something on Instagram and things pop up and I wonder, how would I explain this to Pam if she walked in the room right now? Because I'm like, why is this on Instagram? Exactly. Why is it on here? Exactly. Yeah, I'm not looking for this, but it's in my it's on my screen right now, so I'm with you. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's talk about the analyst. We have maybe just a few minutes. And who is this analyst? So I'm going to make this really quick. The analyst would be myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this is, this is the category you fit in. This is the category I fell in. And um, I'm actually, it's still a work in progress. The analyst is just the woman that kind of analyze every word you say. So if we're sitting at dinner together and you're like, yeah, I'm ready for a commitment. I'm like, yeah, you really ready for a commitment? But I just saw you with like three other women over the past month, but you're ready for a commitment. But you're telling me directly, I'm ready for a commitment. So I need to believe what you say and not what I seen three months ago. So I think the analyst kind of gets in her own way because she overthinks every word that a person says um, instead of giving them an opportunity to um, let them prove you wrong first. And that's me in interviewing these guys as they talked about analysts that they dated. I saw so much in myself. I was like, wow, this may be where I'm blocking myself. I'll tell you from experience the analyst is probably the most frustrating. And here's why. Because typically, it's a good woman. She's got her hair screwed on, right? She's up to some cool things. She's a smart, intelligent woman. You can't analyze if you're not smart. Right. You know, you got some girls who don't analyze anything. <laughs> and you're kind of like, that's why you're always in the same situation, right? But, you know, so the analyst is cautious. And as a guy, like, there's some compassion there. But it's also like, I'm not that dude. Right. And so when are you going to stop analyzing every word I say, every text message? Well, that's not what you send the text. And you well, read it back. Well, that's not what I meant when I said that. You right. had to look at that 10 <laughs> times to come up with that. <laughs> right. But and so there is a part of me that feels sorry for the analyst. And there is no other fix than to trust. And that's the hard part. Right. For me, I think what helped me to get better at getting rid of this trade and putting it behind me is I just had to really embody and, and understand what I brought to the table. Got it. All right. So we talked about the book. We didn't hit all the categories. There are other categories. She talks about wifey material. So if you <laughs> want to know like what guys are looking for, these eight men laid it out. But real quick, Kay, where can people find you? I can be found living through expression on Facebook, or you can reach me directly at info at the worthy experience.com. And tomorrow my book signing is at 415 West Harrison in Oak Park. All right. 415 West Harrison in Oak Park. The book can be bought on Amazon. Amazon. And the title of the book again? 35 and single. Could it be you? 35 and single. Could it be you? So I hope you all enjoy this segment please go out and support this sister she is a gifted writer poet first book cage is on amazon as well yes it is and you told me earlier you're working on a third i am four seasons coming at the end of the year <laughs> so you know be sure that you support her 
This episode of Inspirational Perspective was recorded at the Midway Broadcasting Corporation in Chicago, Illinois, on WVON 1690 AM, The Talk of Chicago. Thank you for listening. Go to the Inspirational Perspective Facebook page and like the page. Follow Linnell Harris on social media at the handle Linnell Harris. You can find him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with that handle. Text INSPIRED to 43783 to receive free inspirational quotes and updates.